Welcome to the Superhero Lifestyle Show, where myself, Stephen Summers, and my business partner, Robert Ricky, sit down every single week and talk about how to grow a hyper-successful business online, selling simple, everyday products. We cover everything from mindset, to money, to making more sales, and everything in between. So whether you're just starting out, or you're a much more experienced online veteran, there is something for you every single week in the show. We really hope you enjoy it. Let's get right to it. All right, and we're back again with another episode in the Superhero Lifestyle Podcast. I'm here, of course, with the man, the myth, the, uh, I was going to say, no-haired legend. I did say that. Robert Ricky. Hello, Robert. Hello. How's it going, Stephen? Yes, a great introduction. Yeah, it, took, it took a while to get that last word out there, or that last was, sort of key, key phrase, if we would, uh, for yeah, want of a better word. I wanted to get, come up with a new name for you that we haven't sort of presented before, and I, I did that, so yeah. there you go. And uh, oh, I legend. hope that next time there'll be another name. You know, we can keep changing that. <laughs> yeah, keep changing not, quite as, not quite as derogatory. <laughs> yes, well, indeed. no, I mean, maybe, maybe more derogatory. Oh, maybe. I'll, I'll keep thinking about that. Uh, we are coming, well, we are coming towards July, which is an in-joke. Anyway, very <laughs> much so. On, sir, yeah, I'll get my boots on. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So, yeah, we're back just to have, again, another chat about what's going on and obviously some more things that we're seeing happening. And I thought it might be interesting today to kick off with, like, I suppose just with, with kind of like a little bit of a, we did a state of the nation a while back on a, on, a, mm. on a webinar and we were talking about Amazon and the growth of it. And it's interesting because I had a call yesterday with someone who will remain nameless. And this person, they're in a similar industry to us in that they, they, they teach people how to uh, sell products online and stuff like that. And what was funny was he uh, a while back said to me, Do you know, like, I teach people how to kind of get off of Amazon and, and go on to other platforms and stuff like that. And the funny thing yesterday was, and he's a great guy, by the way, there's nothing negative here at all. He actually said to me yesterday, you know, he said, Stephen, I wish I had have actually not done that and just stayed on the Amazon platform and kept people on there because it is so explosive now. It's incredible. And anyway, this isn't really a comment on, the, on, on him, but more so, for me, Robert, it was a comment on like, I think how a lot of people view um, the the industry and this idea of like, you know, jumping from thing to thing rather than doubling down on where the puck is going. So I thought yeah. I'd start out with that and just see where we go from there. I think you said the right word there. I was hoping you're going to say like it's a comment on the industry uh, per se, uh, because I've I've seen so many times, you know, it's easier to sort of talk into confusion or talk into the next shiny object. And the, you know, the, the people out there who are starting these businesses, they, they will follow through for a certain period of time, but they do get that, you know, that sort of that FOMO or, you know, that, that shiny object, which seems to be newer. So they, therefore they haven't implemented, which is probably a word we'll talk about today as well. Mm. Um, they haven't implemented what they were going to do at the start. They jump onto something else. They don't implement that. Then they jump into something else and don't implement. So they're almost getting into a regimented way of not implementing rather than, implementing a, a process and mm. an ethos and then gleaning from that what they could then implement in another way because there's many different ways that you can that, that you can sell online 
But yeah. why not go? I always think of it like going for the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah. That, I mean, with Amazon and everything that's already there, right? You know, sure, there are certain things that a lot of people will say are, are negatives, um, but there's negatives in every, in every sort of walk of life. Whereas if you look at the positives, they far outweigh the negatives whenever we're looking, said Amazon, just having that platform there, having that mass traffic, like that's a huge one, that mass traffic and the system that's, that's there for you to be able to implement very, very quickly as well, Steve. Absolutely, yeah. And the big thing from all that too, is, is following on from what you're saying. It's like, uh, it's sticking to one bloody thing as well. Mm-hmm. And I know for me personally, that was something I learned from yourself uh, many moons ago and continue to learn. But it's like too many people are jumping around. Uh, <laughs> it's a guy I know, he's a, I actually can't actually say because it it's so rude. Uh, from something to something phrase, you know, jumping from something to something. So you guys can fill in the blanks as to what you might think this guy says. It's incredibly rude, but also kind of funny. But it's, it's an idea that like people are just jumping from thing to thing too much. And they're not giving themselves any time at all. To- yes, Dave, this is not the house of pain here. Like, it's not jump around. Like, <laughs> yes, no, it's, it's a business. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, and so the guy I was speaking to yesterday, and one of his problems, actually, as an entrepreneur is the fact that he can't stay on one path for a very long period of time. He would say to himself, you know, it's, it's a real challenge for him. And it's the same challenge that I see people struggle with. And I think it's kind of good. Let's, like, maybe talk about why people struggle with sticking to something. What's your take on that? Well, I think if we're talking, you know, there's obviously there's two, there's two sides to this. There's, there's the teaching element and there's the learning element. I think the teaching element for me comes around from not having a solid foundation. You know, whenever we look at say marketplace superheroes, we've now gone through a couple of, of versions. We're about to move into another version And the versions haven't changed dramatically. Our core message hasn't changed dramatically. Mm -hmm. And that's because we stuck by the rules every single time. Our message was nice and clear and simple, straightforward, all of those words. And sure, we can make tweaks, we can assist, and we we can do some different things. But that core message has got to stay the same. And you've got to believe in it right? You've got to have done it, right? We see far too many times, Steve, I think, you know, people coming in and we've seen it so many times, you know, and, you know, within two months of being a seller, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, somebody's a coach or they've got a course or they're saying, I can teach you this and I can teach you that. Whereas we came at this from a mass amount of of experience, a mass amount of knowledge. And therefore at the very start, we got it right. And we stuck to our guns on it. Um, you know, from a learning perspective, there's so, there's so many ways that you, could, that, that you could look at it. But I think people not sticking to their guns is, it's almost societal, if that's even, it's even a word. Um, but it's like, it's out there that it's the get rich quick. It's the, I don't have to put any work in. I have an entitlement. I am deserving of this. And I deserve it quick. And we always talk about this thing where we cannot see the connection between you've been doing something wrong or not doing something at all for the last 10 or 15 years. And now you're going to do something the right way, but you're only going to give it three months. 
Yeah. That's a real interesting concept that I cannot wrap my head around. Yeah. And I, again, I, I feel a lot of these messages come from when you're a child, right? And it's like, if you weren't taught from a young age that things take a bit of time and it's okay for things to develop as well, I feel that's a thing where you develop a fixed mindset. So fixed mindset is like, I'm not good at this now. I'm never going to be good at it. I give up, right? I used to have a mindset like that for a while. Don't blame my parents. Not their fault. It's just something that develops over time. And if left unchecked by anybody, yourself included, as in you as a person, you'll just keep developing a bigger and bigger fixed mindset. And I, and I believe here that people are taking a fixed mindset into building a business, which is insane because what you're basically saying is I've got to be good at this immediately and I must get immediate results immediately or I'm out. Now, Robert, tell me what discipline in life can you have, can you have no experience in go in, learn everything in one go and have immediate success. Name one field to me where you can do that. Can you I couldn't. I just okay. simply couldn't. I mean, I, would, I could rack my brains for, for a while. I mean, that's a very quick answer, but I just couldn't name one right off the top of my head. Anyway. And that goes for, that goes for everything. Do you know, it's like, you know, we've been talking recently about cooking, you know, cooking in the house and different things. And, yeah. You know, you can go online. I mean, nowadays you go online, you get a recipe. You don't need to buy a book. You can buy a book if you want. Um, but you can get a recipe very, very, very easily. I've been doing some things along those lines. The first time that you make a meal or even harder, baking, that's a really interesting one. Like, <laughs> I can literally guarantee that you will screw it up the first time. Yeah. Um, you'll make an absolute pig's ear, as we would say here, um, of, of something, especially in the, in the baking side. Second go will be slightly better. But, you know, you are not going to be Mary Berry or, you know, what do you call it? Betty Crockett or any. You're not going to be this person after the, the second or third time that you bake a cake. These people have baked cakes for a long, long time. And yeah. the nice thing is you can shorten the learning curve, right? You know, you're not going to have to bake the cake the same amount of times as Mary Berry to get it right. Yeah. But you're going to have to do it a number of times. And by following her recipe and following through, you can shorten the learning curve. Um, but I mean, in any, any industry, any hobby, I mean, you know, you've been playing a lot of golf. I mean, mm -hmm. I, can, I can remember the first time me and you went out to play golf. I mean, we weren't very good, Steve. Terrible. <laughs> We're terrible. Uh, I remember you hit a ball into a, a water trap eight times in a row. <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, that's out of pure stubbornness. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's like that, but it's like that in business too. Like I, like I can't even think of something where I've went into a business, even with the experience of business overall hmm. and had that kind of like that immediate reaction to uh, you know of, of success i look at superhero freight for example how long that took us to yeah. put together we had some challenges at the start we continued to have some challenges we worked we worked through it and after a period of time now yes we're on we're on the march type of thing um but it just doesn't come overnight no but uh, and so i think if we go a step deeper here like into this so we have the fixed mindset idea um, I think on from that then, now we're, we, when you blend a fixed mindset with, let's call it the outlier story out there, which is, well, 
people go on the Shark Tank and they have an idea, they get money for said idea, and then the idea blows up, right? And that becomes the media's depiction of business and how, how, how business is. And so if you actually, if that was your vision of business, which used to be my vision of business, I didn't know any better. What, you, what you're going to believe is as follows then. Number one, you, that if I'm not good at something straight away, I won't do it. Number two, you then believe I have to go on and get, uh, have an idea. That's the most important thing. Get money. And then I go and become successful. And that's people's belief about what it takes. And that well, is just a fallacy so narrative, isn't it? It's so false though. It's crazy. And it's because, I, again, it's like you're saying that the, that's an outlying moment, meaning um, someone without business experience happens to come up with an idea that happens to fully align with the market in the right way, who happens to get in front of the right investors who happen to have the ability to get that product into the market very quickly. See all the happenstance, which is a really weird word, but it's true that that, hap- that had to happen in order for that to become a reality. It was like like millions to one the the chance of that succeeding. Uh, I I'm going to say millions to one. So like if you if you bet on that, then then it's no wonder that you go onto the internet and you go around looking for what the next big idea because that's what you're told to do then it's no wonder then that you're hunting for the idea. Now we add in a fixed mindset of, I take that idea, I'm good at it straight away. If I'm not good at it, I quit. So that makes sense. And then I take that idea, I, I'm good at it straight away. And if I don't make money instantly, straight away, just like I saw on Dragon's Den or just like I saw on Shark Tank where they got the money and I went huge, really big. Now, now I think we have a model for why people behave the way they behave. What do you think about that? I think it's 100%. And it is, it is millions because, you know, you're, as you say, you know, you're looking at the, the people who have an idea, the people who apply to the show, the people who get accepted by the show, the people who then uh, get the money at the show, the people whenever they get the money at the show, that that does go on and, and do something. It is, it is millions to one. And I, I think it's this thing, it's like putting it back into the, the analogy of people seem to want, to hit that home run every single time. They're not prepared to do anything other than hit a home run. And in baseball, that's that's not the only thing. That's not the game. Because if it was, it'd be called home run ball, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and it's also this thing of, and I love the, the analogy of a Hail Mary, right? In, yeah. in American football. Because whenever the two teams take to the pitch, uh, or the field, sorry, I'll try and keep hey, the cultural you're, you're, here. You were going well there. Yeah, I know, I didn't let myself down. Um, you know, in the first quarter, right, the first play, mm. they do not throw a Hail Mary. But that's what a hell of a lot of people are actually doing in their business. The very first play, they're, ho- they're throwing a Hail Mary. So yeah. why, would you, why, would you ever, why would you ever do that? That doesn't make any sense. But, you want to make small yeah. incremental gains. As you, as you go along and build it up. That's, that's where the phrase build a business came from. There's no phrase out there that's instant business. Right? Now they've tried to do things and tried to make it like that, like business in a box, right? We heard that term before. That's like, you know, 
when has there ever been a business in a box? But they got that across and everything else and that, that kind of connotation did well. But it's basically this thing of instant business and it appeals to people who believe in that, in that instant business. And unfortunately, those who believe in that, Steve, you know, mm. the likelihood of them having a business and building one goes, goes the other way, unfortunately. Completely goes the other way and, and very quickly because it's, it's, again, one of our favorite books, The Millionaire Fast Lane. MJ tells his story in the book of how he became, you know, an infomercial marketer's, you know, greatest, greatest dream. <laughs> you know, that's what I was going to say. Greatest dream, that's fine. Uh, fill in the blanks, you terrible people, uh, which, again, is kind of funny. Anyway, so let's keep going. So, uh, you know, he was saying how he kept on buying into different opportunities all the time. And the reason for that was, again, he was chasing the business in a box because that was what his worldview was on how money was created at the time. So you got to look at your worldview and you really must ask yourself, what do I believe about business and how money is created? And here's the thing. If you don't, if you like literally say, I don't know how money is created. I don't know how business works that's a much better position to be in. And I'd much rather you today listening, sat down and said, guys, I actually don't know how business really works. I only know how a job works. That's a much stronger position to be in because then you actually uh, admit that to yourself. You don't chase after random stuff like random business opportunities. You start looking at, okay, well, who can I go and learn business from? What is, what is something that makes sense and then taking what you said, Robert, what's something that I can achieve incremental gains on month on month while doing what I'm doing right now? And then, and then get confidence behind it and then get more aggressive. I, I, that's a much better road to travel. Uh, it's just not as hypey, Robert, as the other road that people promise, which typically ends in disaster. But yet again, those hype merchants, what do they do? They focus on the uh, the the same as the other guys, which is which are the outliers. They tell you the yeah. story of the person that went from zero to hundred grand in thirty days, but they don't tell you the story behind the story. You know, well, nobody wants to sit down and learn. You know, that's that's really what it what it comes back down to. And as you're talking about there, if you don't know business and you don't know how business works, then you need to learn how business works before jumping into business. Right? You know. If you don't know how money works, you don't know how, how that side works, or you don't know how something specific like importing works, you're going to have to go and learn that before you, before you jump into it at the, at the deep end. We've talked about it before, especially in the likes of sports. You know, you can get, you can get your fancy boots on and all the different uh, kit that you require for soccer. Uh, you, you just don't go and play for Manchester United tomorrow or Real Madrid. You know, you have to go and learn, learn that craft as a as a youngster and you kind of and you kind of then move through the same thing goes for this and as well steve i think we see this all the time this thing of whenever people have success and others are looking at it the comments that people make are always very interesting to me the one that comes up many times is this was the motivation that i needed Mm-hmm. And I sort of scratch my head and I give a weird look. You know the look I give. Yeah. And it's like, why did this person's 
success get you to have the motivation? That's kind of odd because did you not already have the motivation to, to do that because you're in the same industry, you've got all the same tools, but it required another person's success in order for you to take this on board, even though you've heard it a million times. Yeah. The other than thing is the questions of, you know, how many products do you have? Or how long did this take? That's another good one. How long did this take? Whereas there's so many better questions that they could be, that they could be asking of that person who has had that success. Well, 100%. You know, I mean, a, this, a simple better question would be, what's the number one thing you learned during this time? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a simple one because like, you get the number one thing, that's pretty good because they've gone through a lot and they've told you this was the biggest thing. So that's something to focus on. But yeah, I, I don't even know if motivation is necessarily what people mean at that point. I think it's like, it's like this is the thing that helped me believe in this thing. And, it's a misused uh, word, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they do say motivation. You're actually right. That is said. And I, but I don't believe that's what's meant. I do believe it's, it's belief. And I suppose, well, let's think about that. Why, why is that a, why is that a thing? Why is, uh, seeing something, you know, seeing is believing it's what we're, again, it's, it's a, it's a cliche and cliches. There's a thing called a cat. All cliches are true. They're only a cliche because it's like such a common thing that keeps on happening and again 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 and again. So, so then again, I'm going to sort of speculate on what I think from my experience of life so far. I'd have to say that it, it's, it's got to come from the fact that we go through our whole lives trying to like avoid failure, avoid doing the wrong thing, quote unquote because that's what we're taught to do. You, you become successful by avoiding failure. And that's not true. That's not accurate, but that's the picture that people who love us in our lives and don't understand what we're trying to get into, that's what they tell us. And it's like, think about it this way. People who are already very successful financially or successful in a particular field, like I just saw it the other day, Cristiano Ronaldo's young boy, is is in the back garden playing football with Cristiano Ronaldo, like probably as we speak, but in the in the video, and he looks the, the kid looks unbelievable. Now people will say, well, that's just because his dad is Cristiano Ronaldo, and I would say, well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, so yes so, and no, because it, yes, you know, it, that too. if you look at uh, if you look at Callum Best, right? Well, exactly. But he's not really. He's not really a patch on George, you know. Because well, well, actually, they didn't they didn't train together? Well, that's a well. Actually, you bring up an interesting point in that too, right? So, first of all, I would say exactly in a way, and I, I take on your point, but I'll actually I'll actually talk about that because I, I think you brought up another good point. So, so this kid has been watching his father and is learning from his father, and the point is, this kid believes he could be a professional footballer. Because his dad believed he's a professional footballer, but other people look at that and say, well, the only reason that kid's going to be any good is because his dad is Ronaldo. And that's true and not true. You take the Callum Best example, which is a great one again, for, but it actually shows the same thing, but in a different way. What, you know, George Best, one of the greatest footballers of all time. And of course, people will argue, whatever, but you know, he, he was an unbelievable uh, football player. But here's the thing. He also displayed certain characteristics that his son decided to pick up on drinking mm -hmm. and 
on womanizing and all the rest, right? Which is a side of George Best people don't like to talk about because it's a little bit negative. But again, it's it's a reality, right? We're here talking about reality today, as we know. So I suppose in two of those examples, we we what do we see actually in both those examples? Well, the 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 child in the situation or the younger person, they learn things from their parents, and and acted into them. Now, I'm not saying the only way you can be successful is have successful parents. That's not true. Robert and I are good examples of the opposite, right? Now, I say financially successful. I don't mean successful in life. I'm not like, like they are successful in life, these people are. Well, I think it's just an interesting point, isn't it? That like, yeah. when you, and, and the problem is then people want to use the example of, of Ronaldo as a reason why they're not successful, right? But I think at the same time, you do see it that, you know, people who are already successful, their children, they have a different belief system. And you listening today, you can change your belief system without, and, and the way you do it is you stop blaming other people. But anyway, we can chat more around this because I think it's interesting. Yeah. I think too, it's like, it's not in your genes, right? You know, it's in your genes, Dave, that, that, you know, you have a certain color of eyes. You have a certain color of hair. You are a certain height, right? You have a certain body shape. Uh, and, and all these different things, right? Um, but, you know, the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo's son just happens to be the son of Cristiano Ronaldo does not mean that he is born with the God-given right or the genes to be able to be a great soccer player, right? Yeah. Uh, or any and any of those those things. There is a lot of that stuff, but it's because at a young age, they're out in the, in the back garden, which I'm sure is almost like a back football pitch and right. um, and they're practicing so he, he Ronaldo was passing down the things that he has learned at an older age to the younger son so maybe it was you know at the age of 21 Ronaldo used to I remember he used to work out how to hit the ball as in where to hit it on the actual ball itself to make it do certain things like wobble in the air or dip quicker and all this stuff the kid is now learning that at the age of seven or eight. So all of a sudden, he's getting a leg up on his old man. And he also has that belief because his father has installed that belief into him uh, that he can be a professional footballer. You know, so there is, there's, as I said, there's nothing to change. This is about learning. It's about a learning process. So in the likes of business and the likes of whatever business we go into, we learn but I also think that we learn by embracing the failure, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like that thing. And that's, a, that's an odd concept. But, you know, Ronaldo had to learn by embracing the failure whenever he was going to kick that ball the first time in a certain way that it might skew away off over the bar. It wasn't going to, going to go into the net. Whenever I talked about baking the cake, you've got to embrace the fact that your first cake is going to be rubbish. Right? It's going to fall apart and everything else. But you can then look at that and say, what did I do wrong here? Following this recipe, did I leave it in the fridge long enough, right? Did I, did I chill the, the cake long enough? Did I cook it at the right temperature? Did I warm up the oven? Did I put in the right ingredients? Was I measuring it properly? Did I mix it properly? All of these different things that go to baking the cake. And you can then embrace that failure that you had of the first attempt. And your second attempt will be better because you will get at least one part of it more right, let's say, Steve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I go along with that. And I, but, but I think the big thing is for everybody listening, if you didn't, so if you didn't have that visual representation of success in your life, 
if you haven't had, you know, somebody around you who's doing well in an area, I understand why, why people in their mind need to see other people succeed to give them the permission to do so. But you got to understand that the deeper issue here is this requirement for permission. And this is the reason why most people uh, and most wealth in the world is, is controlled by such a small amount of people because they have a different belief system and they embrace failure like what Robert mentioned. And they don't look at it as failure. They look at it as feedback or as a test or whatever way they want to re uh, kind of uh, re, re, uh, reframe it in their mind. And so I suppose the thing to, to, to kind of finish up on today on this is like, you've got to give yourself permission to succeed. And as I always say, believing in yourself is not always the best method. If you're not, if you don't believe in yourself right now, you don't need to, but what you do need to do is you need to go and find somebody who is successful in the area you're looking to be successful in. And it's up to you to learn everything you can and just put trust and faith in what that person is saying and put the belief in what they're saying. So if, if you believe in what we're telling you and we're showing you, then you don't need other people other than us that much. Whereas if you don't fully believe in what we're saying, then you're going to need all these other, you know, wet proof points all around you. But then the problem is you'll, you'll start building your own story about what you've seen. You'll, you'll start doing what Robert mentioned earlier on, right? Where people do this whole crap of like, well, how many products did you have? And exactly how much money were you making? And these are all, what are these all, what does this all signify? It all signifies you're, not, you're still looking for permission somewhere and you're actually looking to prove something wrong than you are uh, proving it right for yourself. And we do this all the time in business now. We, don't, we, 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 take, we take other people's opinion that are much more successful than us and we listen to it. And then we implement what they've talked about and we see the results that we get from it. That's why whenever like, people say as well, Robert, like, you know, I, look at, I look at some tool, some software tool, and that tells me how much something's going to sell. But then why do people assume automatically that's how much they're going to sell? Because you don't really know until the thing comes into stock, you know? Yeah, and you've got to, you know, you've got to go and do something to see what the results are. And not everything will come out the way that you wanted or the way that you were expecting, if you have those expectations. But really what you're doing is you're you're looking for data. You're looking for sales data, no matter what it is, right? We're not just talking about what we talk about, but in, in anything, you know, whenever say we're building the business, I'm gonna go back to superhero for it. What we're looking at there is we're looking for sales data. We're looking to say how many people will ship with us and how many people will store with us. Because that then gives us the sales data that we require that we could then turn around and say, do you know what? Actually, we've done the majority of things right here. This is not a good idea. Or we can turn around and say, okay, we don't have enough sales data yet. Let's keep going. Or we might even say, hmm, the sales data that we have here is showing that this is a good idea. We're only going to get that whenever we put the idea into motion or into action. Uh, we're not going to get it by sitting there running numbers or putting things into a calculator or some sort of software tool as you're talking about. You're just, you're just not going to get that. And I think too, Steve, is that, you know, you're talking about the idea of, you know, being able to believe in a, in a methodology that's not necessarily your own. 
right? Mm -hmm. But I think the one thing that people could believe in and get behind is their desire, right? Their desire to make this happen. If every single person could believe and 100% commit to the desire to make it happen, then it would happen, right? Because it's the law of averages, right? It's, 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 it's a numbers game. You know, we talk about that all the time. But if you had that unrelenting desire, like so many successful people do, then you would be successful. I think that's pretty much going to wrap us up well today, Robert. It was a great one to finish on. I like it. Mm. Cool. All well, right. I'm sure I will, uh, I will see you again, Stephen. Well, I'm sure you will, Robert. <laughs> I'd say as well. I really enjoyed today. I just thought that we won't yeah. end down because anymore, and I think we're going to start beating a dead horse on this one. Um, I, 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 yeah, I just think like guys, listen to what we had to say today, and and, and really reflect on what are your beliefs right now, and uh, hopefully this got you thinking. So, with that said, you know, as always, if you're not part of the movement, get yourself over to marketplacesuperheroes.com, jump, grab some free training from us. And as always, you know, we've got our Amazon Superheroes group and we've got our YouTube channel, Marketplace Superheroes. Go check it all out. See what you think. And if you're already part of the movement, uh, we'll see you on our Winner Win Your Wednesdays or something like that really soon. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this one today, Robert. So thanks for coming on.